0: this message today, and I give, give you praise, <coughs> I give you honor, and I give you thanks for everything that you're doing, and Lord, I just pray you help us uh, in this word today, and we give you thanks in Jesus' name, amen. One of, the, one of the things that you have to remember, if you don't hit a goal this year, uh, you can also uh, let it be a goal for next year. Because it doesn't always mean that, uh, that you're not supposed to do it. It just happens to be that uh, there's been a delay for some reason. Let me give you a scripture uh, as, I, as I preach to you today. Here's the title of the message, Stop Trying to Have a Better Last Year. Stop Trying to Have a Better Last Year. We heard um, Jonathan Shuttlesworth that we listen to quite often mentioned that the other day and my brain just went running about that so when you look at proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 it says but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more until the perfect day now the english standard says it says but thou hast but but the path of the righteous is like a light of dawn that shines ever brighter until it is full now when you, you take two words within that scripture of Proverbs chapter 4 and 18, it says this. It's talking about being just and it's talk and it talks about being righteous. And so when you're in a good frame of mind, you can go back and research these, these two but I'm going to help you here. Just based on, on behaving according of what is morale and what is right and what is fair that's what just means that's that means being moral being right being fair but then to be righteous means to be excellent well a lot of you all were raised in this area uh, and and a lot of and, and I forgive me for saying this but I've had many of you all tell me until you came to the pulse. What you thought of is that most preachers beat down on you, told you how bad you were, told you how bad you needed, needed Jesus, that you couldn't live up to his standards, that you're always going to be where you are, and you're never going to make a difference. And when we came to Gassaway 10 years ago, there was a message of prosperity. There's a message that you can do it. There's a message that you can make it. There's a message that you don't have to smoke it, drink it, and look at it. And and, and I've also heard that you'll never be perfect. Well, the word perfect in the Word of God doesn't mean what you think it does. The Word of God and the word perfection means to walk in all the light that God has given us. Now, even if you thought you were perfect, you couldn't tell people because I'd be bragging and then you wouldn't be perfect. Tough crowd in the house today. Ah. So, the statement here too is you, you, the word righteous means to be excellent. And I'm sure you were probably told in your life at some point that you could never be righteous. Well, I disagree with that because in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 21 says this, it says, He, for he hath made him. To be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in Him. Now we're not righteous on our own, Gary, but we're righteous through Him. So you can tell you you can tell yourself that I am the righteousness of God because you are. You don't have to walk around beat down thinking <clears throat> that you know because you you may have uh, goofed up and you may have I mean on my worst day. He still helps us, amen? So the problem with, with some preachers is you're never good enough. You're never going to go a day without sinning. You're, you're never going to be perfect, so why try? So we'll just keep beating you down. Well, I'm, I'm this guy that's going to that, tell you what you did wrong, but how you're going to live right and how you can change it. When you look at Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 4, verse 6, it says, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And see, people go back to that scripture. Look, our righteousness was as filthy rags before the blood was spilled. But after the blood was spilled, our righteousness is not a filthy rags anymore. But people get stuck on that to say that, well, I'm going to be filthy rags the whole time. <laughs> and we are also do fade as a leaf and in our iniquities, like the wind that has taken us away. This was before the blood was spilled and before we, we were made righteous. So our path, so our path is to be righteous, and when people see it. When people see that righteousness, when they see that we're doing the right thing, when we're saying the right thing, we'll always take them back to God and a life of Christ. When they look at you, it should take them back to God to say, hey, I can be what God wants me to be. I can do what God has called me to be. I can be obedient. I, can, I don't have to go every day and sin. What a miserable life. You know, what a miserable life to say that I have to, that, that's on my goal every day is that I have to sin. Now, I can sin. I can if I want to. I could be one decision away from disaster if I want to be, but I choose not to. So when you define the path, now understand this, that, that he's, he's talking about the path of righteousness. When you think about the path that you're on, you you, you think about path, you think about your destiny, the course or direction uh, that a person is moving into. You look at Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6, it says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Here's something that you may have forgot about within that scripture, it's your path. It doesn't say it's God's path, it doesn't. It says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. God is is not a God that sits in heaven pulling strings because you're a puppet. You know, he's going to tell you not to sin. The Holy Spirit's going to tell you not to do it. And it's going to be up to you to decide to do it or not to do it. And Christianity is also not based on what you have to stop, but it's things that you have to start. And these these things are so important. I wish we had a crowd of people within this. It's hard to preach to, when you're used to preaching to, huh, it's it's hard to preach to a half-empty crowd. I mean, with, and, and people that aren't hardly paying attention. Now, it's hard to do that. But, The great thing about it is that this is online, and you can go back and get it, and you can listen to it anytime. because, man, this is meat and potatoes. This is stuff that just excites me, uh, especially when I'm sitting down and writing it, and God's given it to me. Proverbs chapter 3, 3 and 6 says, the ways acknowledge him, I read this to you also, that he shall direct the path, the English Standard says, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make... Straight your path. It's still your path. But he's going to help make your path straight. Being obedient to him. Doing what he says. Taking the right job. Marrying the right person. Being obedient to where you're going. When he says in that scripture, and you have to to read between the lines here because he shall direct your path but one great thing about this is that he's not the one that has made the path crooked you made the path crooked he wants to straighten it because of Jesus that's where the straight path comes from now the path is straight and error. you know there's not room for error There's not room for for error. But let me tell you, this is where the blessings are. The blessings are in the obedience. When you look at at Psalm 25 and verse 4, and then we're going to shift totally uh, onto a different subject in the sermon. Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy path. What God wants to do is he wants to be the center of your path. He wants to be, I remember in, in our trips to South America, there is a farm that, that, uh, that the foundation owns, and there's some houses that the, the foundation uh, that we would stay in uh, from time to time, but there was a dark, I mean, at night, you're going through a field, and there's, and there's just a very narrow path that you're walking through, Then you have to have a flashlight to be able to, to maneuver through it, and there's critters, there's going to be obstacles in your life that are going to try to get you to do things that you're not supposed to do. Now, especially, our, you know, I'll speak to our teenagers here. Man, I tell you what, any boy that is going to say, if you'll sleep with me, it's because I love you, they're lying. They're lying. If, there, if there's somebody that will tell you, and I'll say this to our teenagers, smoke this with me and it'll change your world. Yeah? And ask some of the people that have been drug addicts in this place that have been delivered, and they'll tell you it's not the right path. you got to be real. you got to be real. But if we... Sleep, you know, it's like, Christy and I, used to, we talked about this one time. You remember, it was like all the popular girls in school were the ones that slept around, weren't they? Or got the reputation of that. And there were certain guys you had to stay away from because those were the guys that, that were the ones that were saying it. Look, you're going to get tripped up from time to time. There's going to be opportunities to do wrong. But because of the power of God inside of us, We don't have to do wrong. You say, but I'm not perfect. I'm human. Stop using that as a cop-out. You don't have to do wrong. God did not ordain, nor did Jesus go to the cross, so that you could do wrong. Now, you can do wrong because we're a free moral agent and we can do what we want. But why would you do wrong? Because there's consequences. And that's why there's people that are today that are walking around with no joy is because they have the weight of the world on them because of the things that they've done wrong. (coughs) Now let's talk about 2024. How many people today Believe that they're going to be poor, and they're going to be, how could you really say this? You're going to be poor, and it's going to be a, you remember Eeyore? Do you know anybody that's an Eeyore? You do? You know, Decon will fix that. (laughs) take a visual on that how many people are going to be decrepit this year you're going to be poor you're going to be decrepit and you absolutely uh, just absolutely have no ambition of anything within your life well if that's you and you're going to be you're free to go I'm not here for you you're free to go actually I put right here I put, if you believe that, get out. It's right there. You see it, Jake? It's up there in, that, in the notes. All capital letters. But when you do what? Yeah, but when you look at Job chapter 36 and verse 11, it says this If we obey and we serve him, they shall spend their days. In prosperity and their years in pleasure. Now read that. Is there a cut off to the prosperity? If you obey and serve him. Who's the him? They shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Baby, that scripture right there is for me. If you don't want it, it's for me. The English standard says if they listen and serve him they will complete their days in prosperity and their years in happiness. Notice it says all their years. (laughs) Look, your marriage isn't supposed to be bad. Your, Your children... Yeah, they get on your every last nerve. I know, we've been there. But let me tell you something, and I feel so free in saying that in, in what I'm about to tell you. The people that we started with at the Pulse Church up here had young children. A lot of those people aren't here with us any longer. But they were so critical of how we raised our children. Now, I'm telling you, there were times that uh, John Christopher never caused us any issues at all. Lindsay, you know, she, she had girls, you know, boys, yeah, you know, this kind of thing. And... But we took a lot of criticism on how we raised our kids. But now the people that criticize us, their kids grew up to where ours were when they were being critical to them. Oh, my goodness. Do I pray for them? Do I ever pray for them? But it's so crazy that the ones that were critical of how we raised our kids dismiss how their kids are being raised. And blow it off like it's nothing. Oh, you know how kids are. Preach. Notice it says all their years. But I can say this. To our young people, to our teenagers, listen to your parents. They're not stupid. I never thought my dad was stupid. I never thought my mom was stupid. My God, if if she was, if you thought she was stupid, you'd have never told her. Help me somebody. But there's a scripture... Somebody give it to me because I don't have it right off. It says that if you obey your parents, your, your days will be long upon the earth. Look that up if you don't mind and put it on the screen if you can. But I can't remember where it's at. Oh, Jake, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jake, Jake's got it set up to where he doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to sit upstairs. But if I throw a scripture in, he told me that today and then here I am throwing one in. He's fast, he's good. You got to see this one. Do do you get? I, I got to prove a point with this. This is really good. The reason why it says this. To honor thy father and thy mother. For your days will be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Be be obedient to you. Do you know why your days will be long upon the earth? Because they'll kill you if you don't. I wrote there, pause for effect. The reason why your parents tell you the things that they've done that that you don't need to do it is because they did it. They know the repercussion of what would what would happen if you if you did it, if you said this, if you if you smoked this, if you slept with this. Lord have mercy. You know, one of, the, one of the most horrible things that I think that they've ever done with, with sports today is have them on Sunday. And if I was on some kind of something around this town, I would, I would dismiss the fact is that, that sports should start after church on Sunday and not have them on Wednesday. And people be in church. Because I told a guy that one time, and he was the guy that was uh, overcharged of it uh, in, in an area where we lived at one point. And I told him, I said, here's what happens. And I said, you won't screw them up. You screw up the kids, and then you send them back to us to the church to fix them. And I said, and you don't teach them the way, the way that they should go within the sports and teach them the fundamentals. So obey your parents so that your days will be long upon the earth. And Lord have mercy. When kids grow up, it's amazing how dumb they think you are, isn't it, Don? And we're not. We're not. I never told my dad he was dumb. He's 83 years old. I still wouldn't tell him he's dumb. He'd take me out. You know, my mom had a long arm. There were friends, if you smarted off to your mom, they would tell you her arm's coming around the corner. You remember those days? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid to whip my kids now. Not me. I whipped mine. Christ, John Christopher, one time, he, we were playing video games. He was playing video games at Sears. That's back when Sears had, had this big, huge department. And he was playing video games. And I said, son, it's time to go. And he didn't want to. And he did that thing where you fall on the floor and you act like you're dead. (laughs) And you go limp and you start kicking. Christy and I were at the top of the elevator on the third floor. The Sears building's gone now, but I could take you to the police. And I wore him out right there. You know why? Because I remember on the first floor, back when I was a kid, going in and out of the clothes, and my mom whipping me. See, kids, you, you think you've got something on your parents because there's a thing called CPS that you can call I've had CPS called on me and I survived. Lindsey had it on speed dial. They all knew my name. I'm amazed we have three daycares. Because I had to survive a background check. (laughs) Look, I never beat our kids. There's a time or two I wanted to. But I never did. Worst whipping I ever got from this man right here was I carried on in church. I carried on all the time now. I'm glad he doesn't whip me. But I remember, he doesn't remember this day. But I I carried on in church. I wallered him the whole church service. And when I got home, he whipped me. And guess what? Emmett, I never did it again. And I appreciate that. You know, you appreciate your parents. If you got them, look, enjoy them. Because there's coming a day they won't be here. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy your parents. Can, can, Can you not say amen? So, if you want to be blessed, then obey God. Everything that you want to do wrong, ask God first for permission. And see if he'll give it to you like, Lord, that man's a hunk. I want to sleep with him. You think it'd be okay? What do you think he's going to tell you? No. He's going to say no. What are you going to say if that, that, that girl, and you say, man, she's really pretty. I'd like, like to sleep with her. Talk to God first and see what he would say. Well, I'd like to smoke that, or I'd like to snort that. I think I'm going to. Well, get permission from God first and see what he says. You know, you want to look at naked men or naked women on on the Internet? Get God's permission first and see what he says about it. Because you think you may be your own, but honey, you're not. This is the way God says. This is the way he wants it. And if you're going to obey and you're going to be obedient to him, then you are going to prosper and you are going to have years of pleasure. But disobedience will bring forth lots of hardships, lots of pain. When you think of the word prosperity, It means to be successful, flourishing, thriving conditions in a financial respect and a good fortune as well. You know, I want to continue to pay down debt, get rid of debt. That's that's one of my goals is to continue to, to, to become debt free. But I want us to reverse this scripture in in Job chapter 36 and verse 11. Let's reverse it because we see what it says. It says, if they obey and serve him, then they shall spend their days in prosperity and their days in pleasure. So when you reverse it, if you don't listen and serve Jesus, then you will complete your days with lack and unhappiness. Who wants a ticket to that world? Christy and I go to this movie theater that's down by the track in Daytona, uh, and we went to see Wonka. Has anybody seen it? You've not seen Wonka? Go see it. It's a wonderful, mu- it's a little bit of a musical, but it, it's like his life before. It's like they did with the Star Wars movies. They go back and they show you how this happened, and, and they show how he started. And, and the adversity that he went through and the things. That, look, not every day of your life is going, to be, is going to be the perfect day. There's going to be days that you're going to have challenges. There's days that you're going to have heartaches. There's days you're going to, you're going to struggle. There's days you're going to have that. But make them few. I don't want to base my life on lack and unhappiness. Your financial situation right this very moment is based on decisions. It's based on decisions. Based on things that, that you've invested or things that you've done. the the financial things that that you've done, it's based on the decisions that you've made where you are financially right now. Being broke is not God's will. Being broke is not God's will for you. God didn't make you broke. The decisions that you made will help you to be broke. You have to see your path. Because the path that God wants me to be is if I'm obedient to Him and I serve Him, then Christy and I are going to spend our days in prosperity and in years of pleasure. We have a third campus coming up in March. And this third campus, uh, Bishop uh, Robinette will be here in two weeks preaching on Sunday morning, the 14th. There are people that are moving, I've said this, from Spartanburg, South Carolina, back to Winston-Salem, three-and-a-half-hour drive. They're, they're changing their whole world for this vision that we've been talking about for several years. They bought a house, and there's people that, there are people that are gutting this house that they bought, <laughs> putting in a new kitchen, new floors, new windows, new siding. And their price that they paid for all this stuff was not tens or thousands of dollars. We're talking like $8,000. Why? Why? Because they're obeying Him. Prosperity comes by obedience. When you look at Malachi chapter 3 and verses 8 through 12, if if you do what the Lord asks then you will have a life of prosperity and years of pleasure. Make sure in 2024, it's not a repeat of 2023. The definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Not everything you do is going to be easy. I've spent thousands of dollars And I still don't have my pilot's license. And that was one of my goals for 2023. Well, everything is different. I'm going to a flight school. It's going to cost me thousands of dollars. But I can't quit because I need it. Three and a half hour drive to Winston Salem. I can be home in an hour and twenty minutes. Ministry is taking me places that I will need to literally. We're looking at a campus in um, in Kentucky. We've met with a guy down there once. We're getting ready to meet with him again, and 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 you know it it may work out. That that's a two and a half hour drive. It, it's. About an hour and 40 minute flight. My son lives 10 minutes from the airport. God will equip you, and let me tell you something else. My stepmom tells me I'll have a jet someday. And I believe her, she's smart. Look who she married. (laughs) She's smart. Not because she married. She was smart before she married. him. She said, I'll have a jet someday. You can fly that, Andy. I'm trying to help you to understand. Look, not everything is handed to you. All these daycares, they're not prestige. They're hard to open. They're hard. But you don't stop. So what things do you have in your life that are on hold right now that need to get fired back up? Visions. I wrote Frankie the Honeybee 15 years ago, just published it this year. Other books are coming. If you do what the Lord asked, then you're going to have a life of prosperity and years of pleasure. I have a couple questions and then we're done. Are you going to allow God to change your direction. Cuz you know the decisions that you're making right now are the wrong decisions. Are you going to allow God to change those decisions to help change those decisions or are you going to continue to be hard-headed? Are you are you planning this year Uh, Or next year, to pick up a couple of more addictions? Or are you planning to get rid of some? If you allow God to change you, then you're going to have an awesome life. Not everything that you've done is somebody else's fault. You're not always the victim. But you're always the victor. If you allow God to change you, then you're going to have an awesome life. And the final thing that I say to you from this pulpit in 2023 is this. If you are not just hoping for a better year, Start believing for it. Start believing for it. Some of you all are in transition. Some of you all are doing things different. You're making changes. God is going to help you. God is going to help you. I remember one time quitting a job to go to work for... Calhoun Banks before I came up here to premiere. I had went to Poca Valley Bank and I'd been there. I felt like I needed to spend more time up here because we had just started the church and were trying to get things up and running. And so the lady that is the president of Poca Valley Bank, she said, I know, she told me this one day, she said, I know someday you'll leave here. And her, Her husband's a pastor down in Calhoun County. She said, I know you'll leave here someday because I know God has plans for you. I said, yes, and I said, I want to go ahead. and, And she said, here's what she told me. She said, give me three months' notice. I said, okay. So when it was time, I gave three months' notice. And I still didn't have a job. Had some prospects, but still didn't have a job well three months came and gone I went back to them I said hey I'm still looking for uh, I've got some opportunity I'm waiting on it to happen and here's what they told me they said we're waiting on some opportunities too can you stay a little longer I said yes so I stayed a little longer my last day of walking out of the branch in Winfield, West Virginia, I had not had the final phone call from Calhoun Banks. So I left without a job. I don't recommend that. But I left without that job. But they promoted a girl, a lady, uh, and She was a Christian, and I saw her not long ago, and she had been with Poca Valley Bank ever since I left, and they gave her my position. I walk out without a job. She walks out with my job. I mean, I walk out, and she's got my job, and I'm thinking, here's what I said. I said, God... I say this to him a lot. I said, God, you know, I don't understand and I don't see it, but I trust you. And I thought, well, you love her, so I'm not going to be left out in the cold. And then I got the job. And then I've been out of banking five or six years now. I don't remember how long I'm out. Never looked back. Never looked back. Although my 19 years of banking didn't end pretty, you know, where the the bank, you know, released me from my job, in spite of what you say, I did not go to jail for embezzlement. That that world is still still spinning. It's like, Jesus, when is it going to stop? I did not go out in handcuffs. Sometimes God will kick you out of where you are to get you where he wants you to be. Sometimes he'll do that. I was tired when I started this sermon today, but I'm telling you what, I could run a marathon right now. Not really, not really, not really. Let me tell you something God wants to do big things for you, He'll make things affordable for you. Don't limit your dreams, don't limit your hopes, but let me tell you something be obedient. That's where the blessings are. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus, for a great year. A hard year in, other, in some aspects, but a good year in, in a lot of other areas. And I thank you for it. And I just pray for many things to happen that are that are great for this year. I pray protection on your people. I pray you bless your people. Father, and I thank you for obedience. And I praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Paul, who attends church with us and comes with the Sandys. Uh, was in a car accident yesterday, totaled his car, they think. But he's fine, and, but pray for him. We found out about it yesterday afternoon on the way home. But uh, just, just pray for Paul. Uh, you know, his wife passed away in April, and he's working through that, and then totaled his car. But let me tell you something, this guy loves Jesus. This guy loves Jesus. And let me tell you, God is going to do big things in his life a time of transition. Some of us are going through a time of transition. But don't panic. Don't try to make it happen. Let God make it happen for you. In Jesus' name. Kelly uh, Wayne has got some things. You can sit down for just a moment. Kelly Wayne has got